Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Welcome to this episode of I Date Money, Money Presents. Yours truly, Lisa Drennan, with our beautiful guest, Sarah Lines, who guides mystical entrepreneurs to transcend human limitations. We all know what our limits are, right? Imagine <laughs> transcending them. She raises their frequency to begin the ascension into 5D so they can align to six figures. And I like to say to have that seven figure frequency because every time I talk to any of you, you're like, I want to be a millionaire. And that's what I'm here for, to help you become a millionaire. But getting in line with that frequency, creating that reciprocal energy is what it's all about. It's the relationship with money that we're talking about. Imagine money as a person. How do you connect? What's it like? Are you loving and hating each other? Or are you fighting? Are you one night standing? What's going on with that? So welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for sharing this space with us and your expertise and your time. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what what does this mean about this 5D transcending and this frequency? And what does it have to do with money? Ooh, I love that question, Lisa. So Thank you for having me, by the way. Um, I really love this topic. For me, um, it's at the core of what I believe why I'm here and what I'm here to teach others to do is to transcend from that 3D, which is, you know, it's the real physical stuff. It's being in this life. It's that density, uh, you know, going through. Many people go through that dark night of the soul where it feels like one thing after another and you've got blocks and all the things. Um, for me, the journey that we take into that 5D realm dimension, the energies, it's really a spiritual and financial ascension journey to me because it's all connected. It's all energy. So for me, I, I ascend spiritually and financially as I go. I've, I've been doing this for years now since I had my uh, awakening and they just go hand in hand for me. And that's why I teach them together because they go so beautifully together. They do. It's just like that perfect marriage. And we all know that marriages aren't perfect, <laughs> you know, and you look at that and we say, okay, what, what's going on? Like, where's the disconnect? And, you know, I asked you on the application, the money idiom you grew up with. And one of my favorites, I also grew up with money doesn't grow on trees. So when you heard that feeling that, how did it make you feel to hear your, your mom or your parents say that when you were growing up? Yeah, I actually felt guilty because I I could see my mom working her butt off. She was barely at home and she would say that mostly to my sister who was okay with asking. So I learned not to ask for anything because I, I felt guilty and I felt really bad for my mom um, hearing her say that really stressed out. Yeah. <laughs> Did you find yourself adopting that attitude towards money and being stressed out and denying yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I did. I moved out young and figured out how 
difficult it was on my own at that age with a young baby with bills to pay and for me I just instantly took on well this is stressful paying bills yeah and having that thought process is it's stressful paying bills so thinking about that like you know because bills are part of the money system that we deal with and if you didn't have bills where would your money be spent? Well, that's right. That's exactly right. And today I'm I'm so grateful to be in a place where it feels good to pay my bills. I love it. It's so freeing and light. <laughs> yeah. And looking at it that way changes like your whole, like you can feel the energy shifts inside. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it begins, uh, you know, in, in my heart. And it's just like, yeah. I get to pay bills because I get to have these different things. And I always like, like the, the biggest bill that people complain about are taxes. <laughs> no one likes to pay their taxes. We're always trying to figure out ways to, how do we decrease that tax bill? What's your take on paying taxes? Especially- My take, honestly, it it's to me, it's a good thing because if there's taxes to pay, that means we're making the money to be able to pay those taxes, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I always like to flip it into the positive, a bit like Pollyanna, if anyone saw that as a kid, she was grateful for everything. It was so beautiful. And it really does change your vibe around things. Mm-hmm. Like celebrate that. Okay. I'm, I've got to pay tax because I made money this year. I made a good chunk. Yeah. Yeah. And it does. It gives you this attitude of gratitude, just changes your disposition, your perspective on what you get to pay versus, oh, I have to pay this. And if you think about when you pay your taxes, how does that afford others the opportunities that those taxes provide? So it creates that reciprocal energy of giving and receiving. So when we get to do something, it's like, yes. And, you know, I always like to tell people, break up with your bills, break up with your expenses. Cause you know, some of those expenses, some subscriptions you have or software that you're using, or, you know, maybe you're investing in a lot of different programs or collaborations or, you know, joint ventures that just don't serve you, you know, right. Because you get caught up in this, you know, as entrepreneurs, we have the highs and lows of our business. So what is the one thing like, you know, I always like to say money likes to tease us, but is it really money? Like when you were growing up, you always had that one kid that teased you. Right. And I remember going home and telling my mom, so-and-so is teasing me. Oh, that means he likes you. And I'm like, no, that's a weird way to show that, you know, I, that's not right. And I demand justice. Right. I don't want to be teased when somebody likes me, but sometimes entrepreneurs get this feeling that money is teasing them. And then like, we're being, you know, here's this freebie or here's this experience for, for, you know, $4.97 or $29.97 or $2,000. You can tap into this energy to help you activate well. What's your experience with that? I don't personally see that. Well, it's not in my realm. It's not in my field as money's teasing me because I believe we have, you know, endless opportunities available to us. You know, I came from a serious addiction years ago and I was homeless. So I have built my business from the ground up. And I remember what it felt like wanting to invest with, you know, coaches that I knew could take me to the next level. And finding a way, like I literally reduced our our food budget and things like that. And looking back, it doesn't even feel like me anymore, you know, but it was never money teasing me. That was my desire. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us more about being homeless? So you, you had this addiction and it brought you to this level of being totally homeless. So you were actually living on the streets. Yeah. I was living in my car. 
I was sleeping at other, well, people I didn't know, houses who were also, you know, using drugs at the time. So, you know, I was doing things for the drugs and for money back then that that were really didn't sit well with my own morals. And today, like I said, I look back and I get to make money in a really soul aligned way today, mm-hmm. serving like my heart out, living my purpose. And that feels really good. That feels really good to me. Yeah. Can you share more about like, what did it feel like to be homeless and, and, and how did you get money and what did you do with yeah. the money when you, when you received it? Yeah. Yep. So I got money through uh, basically selling myself and, and that's what it was like through my addiction because, you know, all, all the moral compass wasn't there at the time. I was so, so sick mm-hmm. and it was just a groundhog day you know, finding a means to get the money or the drugs, which felt really ugly to me. And the shame I carried from that actually took me deeper into the drug spiral because I couldn't, I didn't want to think about the things that I was doing because it's so, so completely not in aligned with, you know, who I really am. Yeah. So that, that was quite a journey of, of unraveling all of that and healing all of that and all of the blocks. I like. I like. I love to talk about the prostitution wound uh, for entrepreneurs, especially females in business, because some of us come in with this feeling like we are selling ourselves, but we're not. It's a complete shift I had to personally do, and that's why I love to teach about this. You don't have to have been a prostitute to <laughs> to be experiencing this wound that that can affect sales. Yeah. And then there's a lot of, a lot of people have stories where, you know, sex was involved with, you know, you hear a lot about that platform that a lot of people, a lot of beautiful women can do and get lots of money instantly. What's it called? Are you familiar with it? I'm not sure. Is it Craigslist? No, no, no. It's a, it's a, it's, it's basically like a porn site, I think, but women go there and 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 I guess they showcase themselves and men pay to see that. I know that I the name, I had the name on the tip of my tongue and I can't think of it right now. But yeah. really it's a very easy platform for women to showcase their physical beauty and uh, in a sexual way and receive a lot of money for it. But I guess one of the things that you have to agree to do is to put it on Twitter. And for a lot of people who, a lot of ladies that think about even doing it, they're like, well, I don't want to put it on Twitter. That's too much exposure, right? That's, that's inappropriate. But when we think about the desperation, I actually had a podcast guest. I think our podcast aired in June and she actually did this because, you know, she was at the point where, you know, why not? I'm beautiful. I can receive money this way. There's no harm in it. And this is what I'm going to do. So having that different perspective of like, Absolutely. always looking about how to make extra money. But then when you receive that money, what are you doing with it? Right. So you used it for drugs and you recognize the cycle. How did you break free from that cycle? Oh, for me, it was, you know, the bitter ends of the bitter ends. I went right to the end as far as I could go. I had this deep knowing within my bones that I was either going to die within 12 months or end up in jail, which I did. I found myself in a state, in another state, literally, um, locked up in a maximum security prison (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
and it was it was an eye opener for me. Uh, it didn't end there. It didn't end there. Um, you know, they released me, and I kept going because I felt like a gypsy, like this lonely soul in the world. I had no family, no friends. I was hanging around other addicts, uh, and I went actually even deeper which took me into a psychosis and it was that psychosis where I was literally living in fear for my life that I decided to get help. Wow, that's beautiful. So how long has it been? It's been eight years in October. Wow, that's incredible. Beautiful. Your anniversary is coming up, something definitely to celebrate. And now you have a beautiful home, a beautiful business. It's unbelievable. Of course it's beautiful, but it, it... yeah, I pinch myself. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And how how would you describe your relationship with money now if money was a person? Yeah, I love this because I love to tap into the consciousness of money. And I really, I feel like it's, you know, you, you mentioned reciprocal. It's this beautiful reciprocal energy. It's that give and receive. It's being able to be myself and of service and just knowing that I'm naturally going to be divinely compensated through my sacred work. So it's just so different today. <laughs> it's just amazing. But yeah, I love to tap into the energetics and the consciousness of money. It's really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And I like to say when you crush on money, money crushes back on you and just more comes its way. And I'm all about multiplying money and money having babies. So if you ever read the book, The Richest Man in Babylon, you know, our gold has gold and we can create this, this beautiful way of creating more money with the money that we already have. What's your favorite way to maximize the earnings that you currently receive? Yes. So again, for me, everything I do is highly, you know, in the energetics realm. So it's, you know, activating the the universal law of, okay, like reciprocality. And that wasn't the word. What was it? I can't think of the word, but it's, it's just that intention because intention is everything. And it's like, okay, when I do have, let's say, for example, big lumps of sums that just, you know, come into my bank account because I'm constantly making money, that compound effect has created daily income for me. I say, thank you more, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. What's your favorite way to spend your money? Do you know what? It might sound corny, but I actually love investing uh, back into myself through coaches or healers who, who I see can take me into that next level. It's really exciting for me because I'm driven by my purpose and growth. Yeah. So that's what I love to do. I mean, yeah, we just bought a beautiful house and a car, but for me, it's that journey, that growth that we get to go on internally that really excites me. Yeah, because a lot of a lot of women and men too think that being wealthy is a number in your bank account, and money isn't about the numbers. It's about this feeling that you get when you receive it, and knowing that you know money in the good good money in hands of good people does good things. And, you know, when you have that generous heart of giving, when you can turn around and help others, especially, you know, when they, everyone has trauma in their life, we've all experienced something, you know, that we're not hundred percent proud of. Right. And I like to say, we don't make mistakes. We get to have experiences. And the only reason why we reflect back and look at it as a mistake is because we know better now. And we're like, wait a minute, I could have done this differently. But it's, you know, instead of beating yourself up, looking at it and saying, this was a great experience and this is how it's helped me grow. And mm. a lot of times 
I, I receive information from entrepreneurs that there's a shame around having a lot of money, especially when it comes to pricing their programs, when it comes to asking for that, like saying, this is how much I charge and then feeling, you know, shrunk back and, and, and kind of feeling like small because, oh, was that too much? So knowing your value and knowing your worth, how does that, how do you help people in your program with that value and that worth? Yeah. So we go quite deep into those beliefs and why they're there and uh, where it began, because I find if, if we go, if we dig, if we dig enough and get to the the root where that was created, it would naturally dissolve everything else sort of connected to that. It's really powerful. And quite often this isn't even, you know, from this lifetime. I mean, they are, but a lot of times it's not even. (laughs) So it it can go to so many places and it's fun. I love it. Yeah. And I always like to, you know, talk about like the generational curses and I, I never really understood until this year what that meant. But it's all those learned behaviors that we get that's passed on from generation to generation unknowingly because we don't grow up knowing about finances. No one teaches us. And even now, like as adults, our, you know, aging parents don't say, oh, here's my final expense plan. Here's where you can find and and access all of these bank accounts. And you kind of go into it blindly. And it's really frustrating. And like one of the things when my mom passed away, I'm like, okay, I, I knew this because I was a finance, I am a financial coach, you know, but I'm like, okay, let's let's write it all down. I need this code. I need this. Like, where is this at? Who, who do you have? And she's like, all of it's in there. I knew you were going to ask me before I got sick. So I made a whole list for you. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> you know, and she had her whole like arrangements planned and all of that. But, you know, I had to ask her for that information. She didn't sit down and say, okay. And when you think about, you know, your final moments and when you're you're going to pass, right? And it's sure yeah. enough, we're all going to have the last breath. But mm-hmm. leaving, like, you know, I talk about leaving a legacy up to the seventh generation. Part of that legacy is having your final expenses, having a plan in place. So your loved ones can say, hey, this is what she was doing. Like, this is who we yeah. need to notify. This is how many payments are still coming in from, you know, like memberships and accessing that information, especially now since a lot of it, I mean, 99% of it, is electronic and it's yeah. all passcoded protected. So leaving that information and just having that readily available and giving it to someone that you trust, a beneficiary that you trust so that you can continue. And, you know, that's one way to break that generational curse because our ancestors didn't do that. And I always like to say it's money is not taboo to talk about. You know, you think about like some of the relationships that we have, thinking of money as a person. If you don't talk about money, how are you going to have a relationship with money? Yeah. Because, you know, you don't have a relationship with somebody you don't communicate with. So putting exactly. that in perspective. So tell us more about what you do. With my clients? Yeah, in your program. Yeah, yeah. So we, I mix the the energetics and the strategy. My zone of genius is launching. So I teach energetically aligned launches for spiritual entrepreneurs. And that's really laced with a lot of the energetics, clearings, 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 and then activations, like activating those wealth codes and and magnifying, you know, the money that is coming in. And it's amazing to watch because over the last couple of years, I've been able to witness these beautiful experiences for my clients where literally they will win money, new cars, their first five-figure months, 
Um, and I know it's not just the strategy because a lot of a lot of these haven't have been in other programs, more mm-hmm. money energetic programs. So yeah, but that's that's me in a nutshell. And what I do is I mix the energetics with the launches and it's just it's beautiful it's worked for me for for the last few years to be able to make six figures a year that's why I teach it I'm really passionate about women good you know heart-centered women are going to change the world that's my belief yeah and if we can bring some money in on that it's just going to exponentialize what we could do here on this planet yeah that's beautiful what's the best way for our audience to connect with you Yes, you can find me on Facebook. Um, so it's facebook.com forward slash soulful Sarah Lines, or you can go straight to my website, which is newearthschool.com.au. Awesome. And we'll put those links in the show notes. And at this point in the show, I just ask our guests to share a talent or an expertise that they have to help focus on that aligning with that seven figure mindset. What do you got for us? I feel like there's two parts to that. And one is finding someone that you resonate with that you believe can help you get to that next level. But then there's also like taking responsibility for your own journey. Like, you know, what can you read? What can you watch? What can you listen to in your spare time or or whenever? So it's like really diving into that process. If it's something you're really passionate about achieving, it it's going all in on that desire. I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much. And what words of wisdom would you give to someone just starting off their journey? Something I love to say, and this actually dropped in from from spirit for everyone a few months ago, six months ago, was your soul has a bigger plan for you than your human is allowing. Okay. So, you know, in a nutshell, it's, it's, it's keep going, clear the blocks as they come up because you will get there. I love that. That's so beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for sharing your time and your expertise with us. Um, For those of you listening, tune in to Sarah, go check out her website, her Facebook page, and please give us some love on the show, five-star rating, a review, and share it with your friends that need to hear all about money. And remember, it doesn't matter how much you make, It's what you do with it. And hey, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to rate the show. Give us some love. We would love your review. And remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it. And some words of advice, pay yourself first. Are you ready to partner with money? Go check out the money dating game at idatemoney.com and choose your partner. We hope you always get the date you are.